Hello, hello. Welcome back to Black Hole Sun Podcast, where we talk about all the weird and wacky stuff in the world and, you know, cults, aliens, conspiracy theories, all sorts of things. Um, I'm your host, Moss, and a big disclaimer, I'm not an expert at any of the things I talk about, just a person with an opinion. And today's topic, um, if you could tell, um, hashtag free Britney, we're going to talk about Britney Spears, the American singer. Um, I just finished watching this amazing doc on Hulu. Um, it's a series of documentaries by the New York Times, which, you know, I've always trusted the New York Times with their research. And it's always had, they've always had stories with validity. Um, and the first one is one on Britney Spears called Framing Britney Spears, um, which I mean, I, I mean, it. gosh, I, this is why I made an episode about this because it was just so impactful and there was just so many things that you didn't know about her. Um, yeah, like I'm still kind of shook about it, if I can say that. Um, it's just, wow, wow. We, there's, there's a hashtag trending on Twitter that says, we're sorry, Brittany. I mean, the things that happened to her are just, wow. <sighs> yeah. Well, let me just first and foremost start with the facts about Britney before I get into the actual doc. So Britney Jean Spears was born December 2nd, 1981 in Mississippi. She's an American singer, songwriter, dancer, and actress. She's credit credited with influencing the, the revival of teen pop during the late 90s and early 2000s. Um... I feel like it's early 2000s more. She's referred as the princess of pop. I don't know who refers to her like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. After appearing in stage production television series, uh, most most remembered her from the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, Spears signed to Jive Records in 1997 when she was 15. Her two albums, Certified Diamond in the U.S., Baby One More Time in 99, and Oops, I Did It Again in 2000 were global success and became two of the best-selling albums of all time at the time, along with making her the best-selling teenage artist of all time. The formal title track was named was named the greatest debut single of all time by Rolling Stones in 2020, and the latter held a 15-year record for fasting-selling album by a female artist in the United States. First week sales over 1.3 million. Um, yeah, she she really did a lot. You know that. She, I can't, I, like, to this day, I can't believe that, you know, if you remember, you should remember, because apparently my de demographic on this podcast is 28 to 50. So <laughs> you guys definitely remember this. Um, when she first came out with, you know, Baby Hit Me One More Time, she was only 16. She was young, 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 young. Um, she's had a really long and amazing career. There was, you know... There was Baby Hit Me One More Time. There was uh, Oops, I Did It Again, um, Circus, Femme Fatale. There's just so many songs that I think about, like Womanizer, um, Toxic. Uh, I'm like, I know this. Oh, you know, like there was a ton of different songs that, you know, I you just know Britney. Britney has had a very illustrious career. She's done a lot. She, she's had a lot of, on top of her career being such a, <clears throat> excuse me, a long and illustrious career, 
she's had a lot of ups and downs in terms of her personal life. I feel like her career has always been booming. She's always been doing things. Even her movie, The Crossroads, which wasn't the best movie, was still a kind of a hit. Like, we all went and saw it. Um, but her personal life has always been kind of weird and kind of, like, just a little crazy. And um, from the documentary, you could see that when she was younger, her family, they were just regular, just Southern people living in Kentwood, Louisiana. They didn't have a lot of money, but Brittany had this talent. She could sing and she was on Star Search and um, her mom took her to New York and they, they went on auditions and stuff. And then she booked the Mickey Mouse Club and she did that for, for a while. And then when it ended, she kind of just went back to Louisiana and went to high school. And they kind of was like, it was kind of like one of those moments where it's like, okay, now what do we do? Like, you know, and so... Instead of the parents going back to New York with her, they asked a close friend to be like her, um, gosh, the word's escaping me. I guess, like, um, she was in charge of her, because she was young, she was 15, so this individual, this adult, went with her to New York to help her go on auditions and do other things. Um, I'm sure one of you will correct me and send me a message on what the word is. Guardian, her guardian. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. So she was, this woman was her guardian and her assistant in her life for a long time. She was always with her for, at the beginning, you know. Um, so she, she released a bunch of albums and there was so much going on in her life. And at one point she dated Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that part of the story, gosh, that part of the story was very dark and, and shit's a very not so nice light on Mr. Timberlake because yeah um if you remember his song Crimea River after he wrote he released a song right after they broke up called Crimea River and he made it seem like she did him wrong like if you saw that video and you heard the song um but apparently <laughs> apparently uh, it it was all a setup just to get people to sell his albums. I mean, remember what he did to Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl? He kind of coasted, you know, and she got all the slack. So it's just, you know, to interrupt all my facts throwing, this story of Britney is just another story of a woman being pushed down by a bunch of dudes. Like, she really, her life, like the way they treated her, the way they spoke to her, it's just insane. Anyway, let me continue with the facts. So that happened in the early 2000s. I think it was 2002 that he released that song and they had broken up by then. And he made all these claims that she, she, she broke his heart and he, you know, cheated and everything like that. <sighs> anyway, it just, it, it wasn't true. Um, so in 2004, she married Kevin Fer Federline, sorry, Federline, and they had met three months earlier, they got married, he, I mean, if you've ever seen a picture of Federline, oh my god, here I go, um, he kind of looks kind of, um, trashy, yeah, and he'd already broken up with a girlfriend who was pregnant with their second child, so, yeah, you know, so they got married, and they had a reality TV show, and then they had two kids together, um, and yeah, all that happened um, in that time. 
Poor thing. And then 2006, 2007 is when things started to get really dodgy. She was having issues. That's when, like, she probably always had mental, um, uh, uh mental issues and, and mental, mental health issues, I should say. But I think at this time it kind of like really was visible and, and, and she kind of cracked. Um, so yeah, she, 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 there was a lot of things that went down and the paparazzi and the press were not kind to her. They were, they were attacking her and running after her and just doing these terrible things to her. And, you know, she finally, like, she broke, she really broke and she had all these people kind of attached to her, but she finally kind of broke as a person and then there was a the infamous umbr umbrella incident where she literally a paparazzi they showed in the in the doc this paparazzi was like persistent and the guy like was interviewed and he's making it seem like well she never told she never told us to leave her alone I'm like come on dude like seriously he he made all this money off of her pain so she there was one instance where she shaved off her head and they started following her and they were like belligering her and she took an umbrella and beat this paparazzi guy she didn't beat the paparazzi but she beat the car and this and the guy's being interviewed in the doc and he's all like well she didn't say that she wanted us to leave her alone and like the report the guy the woman interviewing her says what do you mean because she did say <laughs> she did say that well she said leave us alone right now she didn't say leave us alone all the like inferring that she loved the paparazzi and couldn't live like it, it's really disgusted and twisted the stuff that's going on anyway i i i digress let's keep going <laughs> so because she had all these things happen and she was in the mental she was forcefully forcefully taken to a mental hospital um there was a lot of like also oh i'm sorry i have to backtrack a little bit the reason why she kind of attacked that paparazzi she prior to that she had gone she went to um kevin's home to see her children because kevin had custody of her kids so she went there to see him and he wouldn't answer the door she tried a couple of times he wouldn't answer the door and these paparazzis were following her i mean wh what in the hell like they were following her and they were like they were bugging her and finally, she just broke. I mean, can you imagine not being able to see your kids? You're trying, you're trying. And then you got these annoying people in your face. Like, they showed. She's in the car. And this guy's, like, in the, like, in the, like, the front dashboard, like, taking pictures, taking pictures. I'm like, oh, my God, how irritating. You're already having a terrible day because you can't see your kids. And then this guy's in your face taking these pictures of you. And it's like, how can you not break? She, she, she's always been in the spotlight. She's been in the spotlight since she was a kid. And now she's trying to, like see her children and she can't and now you have these people reminding me reminding you of the outside world and all the crap that's going on so she had a nervous breakdown and a lot of things happened to her and um yeah she, it just finally she she had a lot go down she went to the hospital but then somehow in this midst of everything i i well in this midst of everything her father received conservatorship, meaning that her father was in charge of her estate. And usually conservatorship, I'm sorry, I can't say the word. Conservatorship happens when the person is kind of disabled or is elderly and they can't take over. 
they can't take care of their finances or take care of certain things. So someone comes in and takes care of everything. So her dad comes in. Um, also in this doc, he's not, he's not giving a favorable light, which I can understand because the guy just sounds like a total douche and only wants to think about money. Um, he comes in, he takes over the conservatorship. He's been the conservator for my understanding, close to 10 years. It could be more. You guys will correct me. I know you will. <laughs> if it's more than 10 years, you let me know. I know you will. Um, He's been her conservator for 10 years. And, um, but she was, see, what's, what's wacky about this whole story is, okay, so like I explained, conservatorship is given to somebody who can't, do things like an elderly person or someone who's disabled and maybe somebody who was in an accident. So she had a mental break and apparently this was a temporary conservatorship for a little bit until she got herself together. Um, but it's gone on for 10 years. It's kind of crazy. At the same time, it's not like she's home hidden in a closet somewhere. She's out working. She did X Factor. She did TV show appearances. She's released albums. She had a residency in Vegas. So how is it okay for them to have this conservatorship and control her finances, basically control her life and tell her who to hang out with and what to do and, you know, and how to do it. And she's still working and making money. This is where, this is where this show, <laughs> this is how it fits into this show because it's a conspiracy theory. What the hell is going on? You know? So you're watching this doc and you're like, the heck is going on to this day? There's a conservatorship and, and it's like she's fighting it. There's a movement now. Hashtag free Brittany. That's why I named it this. Um, about freeing her and letting, allowing her to live her life. Um, and, and trying to like, <sighs> trying to get her, get her out there. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's been quite the. It's been quite the, the, the experience this couple of years, seeing her try, like in 2019, she started to fight it, you know, and it's been a couple of years already that she's had this conservatorship. So it's like, wow, like, you know, imagine someone, your, your dad coming in and apparently she wasn't close to her dad either. Like a lot of the, when she was growing up, a lot of the stuff that she did was mostly her and her mom or this, this, this person who was her guardian for a while. And then her dad was just there concerned about money. So imagine your dad coming in and, and like, when you're like, cause she's going to be 40 this year. So imagine your dad coming in your late 20s, early 30s and telling you like taking over your life. Like that's insane. Um, it's crazy. Hey, let's take a little break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk more about the conspiracy aspect of this conservatorship and Brittany. And we're back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. So as of right now, my understanding as of November 2020, a judge approved a, a, a trust or co, co, a co, co kind of relationship between Spears Estate with Jamie. Um, There's still, you know, she doesn't have full... I hate to say it like full kind of reigns to her life. Jamie's still there. They're still fighting it. It's still in court. This is so sad. It's gone on way too long. Um, uh, 
it's just it's really sad um watching this doc i realized a couple of things about britney spears i realized she's such a such a hard worker just really determined um from an early age she kind of really handled this handled this business with with such maturity because it's it's a hard business but she she took it with in stride um they even show like so for me, like the other thing that kind of like triggered me about what's going on with Britney Spears is the fact that she was, even though she, yes, she did come out 16, she, she looked sexy, whatever the, the point, she was sexual. The questions that were asked to her and the way people approached her as a teenager compared to the way, because at the time it was her and a bunch of boy bands and that's what was big. She really like defied, you know, she, she, she kind of did her own thing and she came out in a time that wouldn't have been the best, but because of her, she came out and then Christina Aguilera came out too. And then Pink and all these other people because of her, she kind of, she was a, a trailblazer in that sense. But at the same time, a lot of boy bands were big and they're showing these interviews where they're, at, she's a teenager and they're asking her these kind of like asinine, disgusting, predatorial questions. Like, like, and she's taken in stride, like, you know, like there was one interview with a guy asked her about her breast and she's obviously like 16 or 17. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, like how, how, how is it okay to ask a, a 16 year old these questions or like her sexuality or they're asking her if she was a virgin. Like that's none of your damn business. Like what the hell, you know? And then, the whole thing with the paparazzi, just like, wow, the early 2000s were, oh, wow. The paparazzi just like, like invading her privacy in the sense that they show a part where she's in the convenience store and they're all crowded in there and she's just trying to get like a soda or something and she's crying and they're like attacking her for a freaking photo to sell like the Inquirer or um, the Post or something, like the New York Post because they're kind of trash. Um, and it's just crazy, crazy how they, they just attacked her and belittled her. But if it was a guy, they wouldn't have asked those questions or done that to them. You know, um, she took a lot, a lot, a lot of blows from the, the press. Um, they really treated her badly. Um, and I can understand where this mental break and the mental illness came from. Also, it was reported she got because she had her she had she had one son and then she had another one in a year that she she didn't really kind of take into accountability her postpartum depression and kind of like didn't address it so i think that caused a firestorm or other things she started to after her kids were born and she broke up with her husband she started to party and be a party girl um and that you know because everything was out in the press i think that's how kevin got full custody of the kids because they could say that she was a bad mom. It's just crazy what they do to women in society nowadays. And this poor girl got, you know, like she, she was treated so badly. And now with her dad in the conservatorship and we're still trying to figure it out. If it wasn't for people coming to her aid and, um, it started with a podcast, I believe it's called Britney's Graham, Britney's Graham. And they were, they started to kind of overanalyze Britney Spears, um Instagram and then it, from there it inspired this this guy who started using the hashtag free Britney and started putting things out there and now it's a big movement and now we're really seeing what's going on and and obviously 
what musicians we see what Michael Jackson what happened to Michael Jackson and we see with a lot of like young actors and young musicians how mishandled these kids are you know they're they're mishandled they are they're abused they're they're you know broken to a point that it's like a lot of them become addicts a lot of them die you know suicide or whatever um they just become mentally unstable I think about like what was go going on with Shia Booth and how um his 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 one of his girlfriends sued him for abusing her and then all these other women came forward it's like you know what it's and I kind of can believe it because he if you ever seen Honey Boy or anything about his childhood he was treated badly and so he kind of projected it on not saying that's okay because it's not okay to treat women that way I'm just saying there's a reason why he's a complete douchebag but he has to you know he has to pay for his consequences of course um there's like I think about the Corys like the way they were treated and now Corey Feldman spoke about the pedophiles and all the things that happened to him and no one believed him um and how Corey Hames committed suicide um Oh, there's so many stories about these child performers and how, you know, they're treated like, yes, they're, they're treated so maturely and pushed to the brink because somebody wants money, most likely the parents. And then you, you, sometimes you hear about stories about these kids losing all their money because their parents spent their money. I think that happened to Drew Barrymore, like before she took um, ownership of her career, her mom spent all her money from like E.T. and all the other movies she did. Um, and then she had, a, you know. I believe it's called conservative. I don't know. I don't know. Emancipation. She was 16. She got emancipation. Um, so this story of Britney Spears is not any different from any of these other stories of these young performers. Um, unfortunately, with her, it's kind of like, usually it's a, a, a story of them losing all their money and, you know, being penniless somewhere and being on drugs. In her case, she's kind of trapped. She's in a prison. Her dad has trapped her and has taken over her finance and um, taken over her life. And I think she's just, she needs to be, this trial needs to be done over. Things need to be seen and she needs her life back. She's an adult. She's going to be 40 this year. And how is she still in a conservatorship at this age? Um, I would have understood after her mental break where she's in the hospital a couple months afterwards. But this is, this is insane. This is beyond insane. And it's time to allow her to live her life, you know? Um, luckily she's with her, her two sons. Um, and I, and I also think in my kind of, in my, my squirrel brain, I think that the reason she agreed to the conservatorship is because she wanted to have somewhat like partial custody of her children. And they kind of wo uh, like waved that like a carrot. Like they were like, you sign over conservatorship to us and you get to see your sons. And I think that's exactly what happened. Um, and they got her to do this. But now it's like, now it's just crazy. Now it's just, you're, she's, you're just imprisoning her. And it, we just need to really investigate this more. Um, I really hope she, it happens this year before she turns 40. I hope she gets her freedom because she deserves it. She works really hard. And there was an interview in the doc where she said that she, when she got to this age, funny enough, it was kind of like peppered in there somewhere. That she at this age she wanted to be married with a family and wanted to do performing as like 
something on the side because she didn't want to do it full time. She wanted to be with her family and her children. And I really believe that she still thinks that. And I think that if she, she as soon as she gets, she cuts from her father, I think that's exactly what she's going to do. She's going to be a mom full time with her kids and this other stuff. She'll do it to the side, you know, and she deserves it. She's worked really hard all her life and she's done everything that needs to be done and she's got plenty of money. So she's fine. So I have much respect for her. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I did not, did not write the nicest thing about Justin Timberlake. I'm very disappointed in him. I'm very disappointed in the men in Britney's life. Kevin Fertiline is another one and her dad. They, they've taken, they took advantage of her, you know, and unfortunately she's in this situation, but she can get out of it. I think she's gonna, this is gonna be her year, you know, she's gonna get out of it and she's gonna celebrate her 40th birthday on a high note. She's going to be a free woman. <laughs> so free Britney. Hashtag it. Um, thank you so much for listening. Let me know in the comments or by email me or I don't know how you guys text me. You guys message me. You let me know always how you feel about the episode. So I appreciate that. I really do. Um, so let me know what you think. Um, and we'll have a discussion about Britney. Until next time. Thanks so much. Bye.